Oh my god, you're back from the dead, Jew? What? You're dead. Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. Everybody, I'm David from <laughs> Radio Soaps and Review. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Um, um, I'm subbing for I'm subbing for Pam, who is um, not feeling well tonight, and joining me are Candace and Anthony. And Miss Carolyn is on our way, and tonight we are doing recaps of the past two weeks of the soaps, and we're going to do our best to fill in the best and the worst of 2019 with each soap. So, hooray, um, hooray, hooray. Lots to talk about. Hooray, hooray, hooray. And I'm glad to... <laughs> So, whoever that was in that back, maybe that was Carolyn yelling back at me. I don't know. Um, where where would you like to begin, guys? Let's go with the Young and the Restless. Let's go with the Young and the Restless. Oh, you want to do, okay, let's do a small recap of two weeks. Okay. Candy Girl, this is your show, girl. Okay, ready, Candace? Uh, uh-huh. Well... Um, in the world of the young and the restless in the GC, we have, oh, man, we have so much, so much drama. Finally, we're getting somewhere. So, let Chelsea, Adam, and Nick, I think that needs to be addressed right now. Here's the quickest recap you can get. Once upon a time, Chelsea and Nick, they were the, the greatest love story ever. <laughs> I mean, ever, I mean. You know, a con artist and the son of the golden couple together forever, weather the storm. Um, mm-hmm. But there was this guy named Adam who was a meanie, a big meanie in the eyes of some people. And, and he still felt connected to Chelsea and he was going to do whatever it was to get to be with Chelsea, the fair maiden. And then there was Sarah's kid, Connor, who is conning. Yeah, he's conning a way to get to his parents back together. (laughs) And then magically, one day, one faithful day, the golden child, Nicholas, woke up, like seriously woke up, like really one day from loving Chelsea to saying, you know what, happy birthday to me, I'm letting you go. Um, Yeah. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Pretty much has said, look, you know, I'm I'm kind of tired. And, and, and in a sense, he's tired. And if Chelsea wants to be with Adam, so be it. And Chelsea was like, 
no, it's always been you, but I have to be around Adam for the sake of my child. And, I mean, rightfully so. I mean, obviously, Connor feels connected to Adam and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So Chelsea went to Adam, and Adam said that 2020 is their year, baby. And they kissed and blah, 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 blah. Hopefully she, you know. Bada-bing, bada-boom, bada-bing, so, so we're saying that maybe Josh yeah. was using them as unfinished business from before because they never got a chance to really wind them down I, until now. I have so many suspicions about the direction this storyline has taken all of a sudden, if you go back a couple of weeks. Um, here, here's yeah. the thing. Um, with the fact that Chelsea... Chelsea has been, in my eyesight, kind of de- hiding her feelings for Adam by, you know, you know how you're forced, you're, you force yourself to believe one thing, but it's, re- but it's really another thing. I think that's what it was, is that she was denying herself the truth of her being with Adam. Right. However, yeah. I also think that she thought she was going to be the one to break up this uh, illusion of the greatest love story ever told. But for Nick to kind of do it, and keep in mind, for those who are, who've been watching, you know that Nick kind of fought for Chelsea in the sense of, um, well, I mean, um, let me see, how did he fight for um, this I is mean, what's stable. Things. This is where you're going to be most happy. Right. I mean, he loved yeah. that boy, too, you know, and he's had yeah. issues with Adam. And Adam's had, you know, all of a sudden his issues with Nick, even though we all remember when uh, a certain uh, uh, actor named Justin Hartley played the role. Uh, Nick and Adam were cool towards the end a little bit. So, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. but whatever. Um, we're not supposed to remember that. Um so, but yeah, I. When we get to the best okay. and worst, I I I believe they are on my list on one of them. Okay, well, so I'm gonna pop in right here. Um, I definitely, you know, that has been the focus of the last two weeks for the most part. But I've got to ask the two of you and Carolyn if she jumps in while we're talking about this. What kind of a mess? Would they turn to perpetrate with two veteran couples who suddenly we're talking about withholding of sex. We're talking about what kind of chicken wings or what was it they were going to order? What is the mess that is Lauren, Michael, Paul, and Christine? What is going okay. on over there? Oh, okay. that. <laughs> okay. Like a week and a half. Take a can, on this show and ask this question. When I say, <laughs> first and foremost, first and foremost, when I say that I felt, I felt deeply embarrassed for first and foremost. When when did they become friends? That's I think that's my biggest thing is because knowing the history with everybody, I'm like. Great. Okay, so y'all gonna have like that moment. Okay, y'all could be civil and everything. And I and and here's the thing, Paul. You know, I have I, I'm gonna be nice because I could really go off the Richter, but I'm staying focused because this is the show we're talking about, and not behind the scenes, right? Okay. So with right. Paul being the chief of police and Michael being the DA, that means that these two men are in high regard. You know, people treat with respect. 
I work at a daycare. <laughs> I work at a daycare, and I'm dealing with children every single day. We don't see Paul, Cricket, Michael, and Lauren that much. And when we do, it's a treat for the longtime viewers. It is. But when I saw the angst, the childlike angst of Michael and Paul, I was like, for what? For what, people? For shame. For shame. But at least they got their paycheck. But for shame. Can I remind (laughs) you that we are talking about three Emmy winners, multiple Emmy winners, and the show's creator daughter, all long-running over 10 years, almost 20 years for, for three of them, and 40 years for Paul? And, and you're yeah, 41 talking plus, about, yeah, 41. You're yeah, talking about Laura Lee's, Laura Lee is 49, 50 years old herself. So she... No, we're talking about years. We're, we're talking about we're talking about the years of the show. Like you have Doug Davis, who's been there since what seventy eight. You have Tracy and Lauren. You have Tracy and Lauren Lee Bell, who's been there since the eighties. You have you know Christian LeBlanc, who's been there since the nineties. You have legacy. These are technically legacy characters in the sense that they've been on the show. But for this, right. for that thing to now, like I said, all of them are on recurring. <clears throat> Let me repeat that: they're all on recurring, and you know. I'm not going to speak re- real talk, but three out of four is really content with that status. I'm just saying. Anyway, moving on. Um, but for that scene to happen, I uh, again, when we get to best and worst, that might be on my list, but something else may be on that list as well. But that was one of those scenes was just like me. Like if there was a meme, it would have been question mark question mark W T H. What the Cause that, I, mm. mm-hmm. yeah, that was, I'm going to throw that one more name out at you, Candace, because I'm dying to know what you think of Dum Dum Phyllis yet again. Okay. Phyllis, to me, is the character that I want to be when I grow up. Because even though, and this may be on my best and worst list too, even though she doesn't have like her own story, Phyllis is that character that is, the it she's like Gladys from Bewitched. She's always knows yeah. she's always in everybody's uh, business, uh. and she and she does it delicious. Because here's the thing: she has is you know, the factor is that right. Seriously, I'll just say she is mentally into other things, and yeah, she's like the phoenix. She will rise again. But when I just say that the character in it, she is she is that character that's like you know what, you damn if you do, you damn if you don't. But I, I'm hoping for 2020, this money use resolution for her, is she finds happiness, but don't you lose herself in the process, if that okay. makes any sense. Well, yeah. That's, yeah, that's well said. David, yeah. the last two weeks for you, what stood out? And then why don't you give us your best and, and worst? Uh, let's see, what's... What stood out in the last two weeks? Um, well, for one, I didn't think that I didn't think that Nick and Chelsea were going to break up that soon. I said, "Oh wow, this is soon." I was expecting a little more uh, yanking on on Nick's part. I was. 
looking for more of a fight type, more of a tangle. Mm-hmm. But it's, it seems like you know what I mean. But it seems like he, like you said, Candace, it sounded like he was tired of it. He didn't want to go through that anymore, and he just let her go. And I think that's the surprise that it happened so soon. So so mm. soon for me, anyway. I don't know about you. You think you think it was overdone? You think it should have been sooner? Um, I was expecting I will, later, but I will say I, that I, it did come. I'm sorry, go ahead. As a shock. Oh no. Okay, let me just say this. I think it came as a shock because, like you said. You know, Young and the Rustless has had this issue of dragging story out, and for it to come to a rapid end the way that it did, um, did take some viewers and and me back a bit because it was like, oh, well, okay, wow, which is why I have a speculation about Young and the Rustless. But go ahead, Anthony. <laughs> I I have some speculation behind the scenes as well. What I'm going to say is, I think that they tried to revert to Nick to archetypal Nick that, you know, we knew quite a few years ago who doesn't quite play this way anymore. So it felt mm-hmm. abrupt and weird. Um, you know, Nick the hero, anti-hero kind of thing. Um, I expected something bigger as far as a bang is concerned if, if this was going to be the end. that there was, It felt like there was more coming, and then boom, it's over. And it was like, no, not really satisfying, but okay, where are you going next? Um, mm-hmm. I quite honestly, though, with Young and the Restless, I want to say for almost the entire year, that's how I felt about resolutions of every storyline on this show. It's been like, wait, what? No, right. no, you could have done this. Yeah. You could have done that. Wait, wh- why? Why? Right. Well, you know, yeah. at least the story is moving. I mean, if that, you know, if I have to pull out a positive, um, you know, and quite honestly, other things have happened in the last two weeks, but none of it's interesting. So we just hit on, you know, the three most interesting topics in the last two weeks. So well, I mean, you know, in the last, I will say this real quick. In the last, let me see, last Thursday to now to today, there's actually been some stuff going on that is more talked about than the last two weeks, and that's including. I want to know your your thoughts about this as well about Sharon, about the the, the cancer situation here. Um, as we all know, uh, Young and Rossless is partnered up with American Cancer Society to tell this story about Sharon. Um, right. Do you are you guys like how are you handling the fact that there you there you know Sharon is about to go through this journey, knowing that Young and Rossless has gone down this road before with characters like Ashley, Lily, and with Michael, which they never really finished telling. Right, yeah. Well, you said it right there. They never really really finished telling it with Michael, and they dropped the ball with Dina and Alzheimer's. So I am not excited for this. Um, You know, I hate to say this, but the story would have much more of a watchability if this was an exit storyline. I'm sorry, but at this point, with with the history that the show has taken with, you know, cancer and Alzheimer's, I don't really have – now, having said that, it is Miss Sharon Case. It is somebody who yep. can bring it, has brought it. So give her – give her some stuff to play. Do not make this 
the poster advertisement slash, you know, um, after-school special version. Give her material to play like you did, Dina, in the beginning of the Alzheimer's storyline, only don't let it fade off into nowhere. Take this woman through it and through it all, and, and, and I will eat crow next year on this podcast. But I'm not excited because I don't think that's what's going to happen. David? Um, I have to say basically the same thing. I, I definitely do believe that she can bring it. And like you, I want to see them let her, allow her to do so in the, probably the same fashion that they gave Leslie Charlson on GH. Go with okay. it. Okay. Okay. Um, I will say this. For me, when I heard about it, I was, I mean, when you think about breast cancer storylines over the years of soaps, you, and I'm just focusing on that, is like you said about when Monica had breast cancer, when Lillian, I actually posted all this on Twitter of, you know, yeah, the storylines, you, you know, yep. with, Reva, with Reva Shane from Gone Light and, you know, all the, you know, characters and whatnot. With Young and the Rustless, um, I feel as though, and I said this, I tweeted this out, I said, I hope they do this justice. I know some people are going to be emotional because they've gone through it. They're um, about to go through it. They know people who've gone through it. And, you know, like some of my friends said, you know, this is a soap opera. Sometimes you don't want to see that. Young and Rossless has always, up until, I mean, yeah, the Michael Cancer storyline was the one that kind of, you know, they, they kind of dropped oh, and you know, dropped off and whatnot was not continuing the storyline. But Young and the Rustless has done an, a job, an amazing job of telling the stories of health issues. They might not have gone all the way deep, you know, for whatever reason. But they know reason, how to do it. But, but they know how to do it. And I'm hoping, like you said, we know Sharon Case can bring it. We know that she's going to rock this. But what I need for CBS, Young and the Rustless, Sony to do is instead of telling the story about a woman with breast cancer or, you know, whatnot. I want the emotional journey of it, how this is going to affect her and her relationship with her family Mm -hmm. and friends. Mm -hmm. And Young and Russ, let's pay very close attention because you've had three characters on that show that has had cancer. And I think Mm -hmm. I I will speak for some of the fans I would like to see you guys honor the characters. I even came up with a scenario. You have Sharon talk to Michael. Yes, I know it's a completely different yes. cancer, but Michael yep. has had, but has had cancer. cancer. Right. Mm-hmm. You've had Ashley. Ashley's had cancer. Yes. Sharon and Ashley may not, you know, but have something. And if you're going to honor the Drew and Sharon friendship, Call Crystal Khalil, ask her, can she come over for an episode, even though I heard she's not going to say, um, have her, you know, be there and have Sharon and her talk since Lily was very young and had to deal with cancer, too. She had her uterus taken out. So you can have yep. those multiple relationships and the fact that they all share a common bond, which is cancer, how it changes your life. CBS, Young and Russell, please understand you have an audience that is watching 
And just yep. like everybody, like David and, and Anthony said, we know the very last, like the last health storylines you've done, you started and then you dropped it. And with so not to mention, this has to be said, and David touched on it. It's been done on on multiple shows. It's been done really, really right. well. So you've got to find a basic storytelling way to keep us to keep us watching, to keep us interested. Uh, you know, not keep us- pop it up every couple of weeks. This means we need to see the we need to see the day to day. The unraveling of her life, the unraveling of her, of you know, let's face it, it's Sharon, her sanity, um, her familial, her familial and friendship. And bring her mom, and bring her mother. Oh God, yes. Oh, oh yes. God, yes. I mean, I mean, oh, I God, know yes. that I know people have been saying that for you know years for how can they bring her family and stuff, but right now, like she, like to me. If you're going to play it, and I and I have a feeling they're going to have Nikki a part of it too. I, you know, granted, I, I you know I can see that, but at the same time, Sharon will need her mother because that's why I said it, it, it's going to be an emotional journey. Like they they've done so far, they've done they done it right. You know, have her you know do the self examination, and we would like to remind everybody to make sure you're doing it too, as well, all the ladies listening and men too. Check yourself. The doctor's appointment and stuff like right now they're playing the beats and whatnot. It's just further down, you know, next week, the following week. Don't like you said, don't make it such an after school break special, but make it educational, entertaining. It's going to be some emotions. That's why I said, like, there's people who are going through it, who's well going to go through it. You have a Let's job. Let's keep our fingers crossed and time check. We got to get to best yep. and worst for dealing the rest list. We got four soaps to cover tonight. Oh, David. Oh, okay. The best for me is in the beginning when we saw Josh created. Um, he did well with the ensemble cast for Kristoff's memorial. Yeah. Best for Young and the Restless. For me. Secondly, he Mark Grossman was a very good has been a very good Adam Newman. Um maybe a little too good, but yeah, that's number two for the best. The worst, um I don't think I can't pinpoint any really storyline. It's just I'm gonna say the style of storytelling where it's dropped on occasion, and that's the worst. No one, no one storyline um, in particular. I think I've seen a pattern of that dropping um, this past year. All right, now, I'm going to jump in next because I know Candace has got a lot to say. Uh, <laughs> and Carolyn is on the line. If if uh, I didn't get a chance. Carolyn is on the line with us, so she hey, has girl. joined us. I'm here. I'm here. Did you get the video, David? I saw it. We. <laughs> okay, I'm so here. So for me, the Young and the Restless, I'm going to go with a three-way tie for the best, and I say it this way. The veterans, <laughs> the veterans coming back, which is also my worst. The use of the veterans coming back, 
kind of the worst I've ever seen in, in what I can remember in soap history. The mm-hmm. second indie tie would most definitely be the special episodes, including Nikki, Jack, and of course the tribute to um, Christoph. No soap yeah. in recent history has done even close to what The Young and the Restless has done for the anniversary episodes and the um, oh, and yeah. the, um tribute episode. Uh, and finally, my third, I have to agree with David. Uh, the best casting, besides bringing back the veterans, which, you know, besides Michelle Nor- Morgan, um, everybody else has been misused, in my opinion. The best casting on The Young and the Restless this year was most definitely Adam Grossman. Mark Grossman is Adam, excuse me. Candace, take it away, girl. I agree with you. Young and the Restless did a great job with uh, Melanie Thomas Scott, Peter Bergman, and, of course, Christoph St. John's uh, tribute. Um, because they had the history and, uh, you know, with Christoph St. John's passing and the way they honored, that was Josh's first test as um, head writer and co-executive producer was the Christoph uh, tribute to see Shamar Moore back. Um, Just, you know, the way that they honored him, you know, and they continue to honor him. Um, So that was my best. Um, I agree with you as far as Mark Grossman. He, you know, we didn't know who he was, but now we do. Um, and that the show is still on. Uh, the show is still on the air. So that's the best right there. Um, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, worst. Get ready, folks. I know this is going to be really short. Everything in 2019. <laughs> Um, there was certain storylines that it was just, I mean, the wrap up to certain storylines was just, Victor. <sighs> what, I mean, not oh. even that, I mean, you had the, 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 okay, like the real big story was the wrap, <laughs> the wrap up of the JT storyline. The fact that we have not seen, or do anybody recall that Victoria was, was a victim of domestic violence? Because I'm pretty uh, sure the Billy D.I. The B, the Billy DID Avengers Endgame, you know. Oh wait a minute, I take that back. Another best was Jason Thompson's standalone episode. I got to give him that. But the Billy DID yeah. storyline with the chewing gum, are you serious? Um, yep. People popping in and out. But the biggest one for me personally is the rewrite of a rewrite of a rewrite of Catherine's Will. Oh God! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Y'all know this has been my biggest issue. First and foremost, Josh, you started this storyline back in 2009, 2010, 2013. You cannot tell me. I don't care what you know. When you said in an interview, you always thought it was crazy for Devon not for, for Devon to have the money. Well, guess what? He's been having this money for six years. For you to have done this storyline. To and I get it. You wanted to honor Jeannie Cooper, but no, not this. No, 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 no. Hell to the no. That is my worst story. That's the worst that Young and the Rossless has done. I also agree. Even though this was a mixture of best and worst, I'm glad that Michelle Stafford is back. I know there was a lot of issues going on with that. I'm glad that Michelle Morgan is back. However, for the worst, and also I got to put this under with Greg, Greg Rickard, Elizabeth Henderson, and Missy. Their returns has was sucked. Horrible. And it yep. and it's sad because these are some talented actors who deserve more. 
the Phyllis return, like right now, she's getting story. But in 20, 2019, all she did was she was a a a a target. You know, a play yeah. talk for like Abby Phyllis versus Abby. Are you serious? Real, real? Yeah. Like no, 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 no. Um, you have Chloe and and um Chelsea. All of all of a sudden, they're sainthood. Like everything they've yeah. done to each other and to everybody else, everybody clearly forgot. Yeah. You bring back Kevin. Mm-hmm. Okay, you bring back Kevin. That's that's great. Then you have Michelle Morgan back. I already knew she wasn't going to be Hillary, but her story purpose, I don't get it. And it's and it's sad because these are fan favorites, and we we didn't get anything from them this year. And the and fact there are that so you don't many have missing opportunities of chemistry that Michelle Morgan and, has with everybody on canvas and the beats that they're not I, playing. My and God, let me ask this question: want... You have Peter freaking Bergman. Eric freaking Braden, Melanie, oh my gosh, she can do no wrong, Thomas Scott. And where are they? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I think Anthony dropped. Oh, no. No. But, yeah, I just, yeah. Young Anthony and Russell 2019, yeah. Oh, he should be back. Um, But, yeah, Young and Russell's okay. 2019 wasn't, there, wasn't exactly the worst worst I've ever seen it, but it sure enough was boring. I love you, Young and the Russells. We're still cool, but you got you you got to get it together. Seriously, Happy New Year's. <laughs> Am I back? <laughs> yeah, yes, you are. Okay, so I also have to say one thing before we move on from the Young and the Restless. One of the biggest balls dropped this year. I'm sorry, and I know there was a lot of behind the scenes drama. I know there was a lot of online drama, but they really dropped the ball and let us down with the Tracy Kane storyline. Must be said. Yeah. Must yep. must be said. Yep. Must yep. be dead. Yep. And yep. Thank you for saying that. Yep. Yep. Uh, but Candace and I right. found Candace and I found something uh, a while back. You know who I'm talking about, Candace. We found mm-hmm. someone that that is on staff that has been put on staff right now that it feels like they're keeping him a secret. But we know who I'm he is. I'm just gonna don't say we? this. Young, Young and the Russell's fans, if you've been thinking the same thing that I've been saying like on social media that you've been probably picking up from Anthony and us tonight, then I'm just going to say I'm hoping, I understand the frustration, I hope it's somebody within the Young and the Russell's family doing it, but I have noticed a change since six weeks ago. There are certain yeah, storylines that, yeah, yeah. that is kind of a different tone versus the other stories that we're seeing. So make sure you're watching yeah. the credits. Okay? Yeah, watch the credits. Watch the credits. Oh. Watch the credits. All right, David. Do you know who we're we talking about there, Sir Anthony? I do, but let's you know, let's not offend any soap community and leave it for our next show. Watch the credits yeah. is all I'm gonna say. Watch the credits. And listen to Candace's and listen to Candace's <laughs> Uh, what's going on with um, the soap operas 
Uh, well, I um, my best. I'm going to say um, Gabby Camilla Bannis with yep, her when she the uh, when her revenge. It started out with her revenge, and then the scenes at the end when Stefan died and she she had fallen in love with him. I thought they were very memorable. That's that's the best for me. What do you guys think? That, um, that is certainly up there, Carolyn, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little ump there. Um I think when we when we said on Young and the Restless and Candace says everything else <laughs> for the one topic, I'm gonna tell you the same thing with days only in the opposite direction. I can't yeah. think I can't pinpoint one thing actually wrong. Oh I can, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, me too. I can't me I too. can't write well I can't right now. Well, because I've been happy with days. Um, um, I've been happy with days. Um, so, um, well, right off the top of my head, I can't give you anything that's wrong. So, um, <laughs> okay. But I love, I love, I love, I love days. So. Okay, and then we'll go on. To Candace, the word, go ahead, girl. Um, I, I really, um, I didn't like the, the, with Nicole and the mask, and then she ripped off the mask, and then it was Kristen. That was just so, so unbelievable. And how come Brady didn't know that he was in bed with, you know, <laughs> with Kristen? That, that, uh, that I thought was, was, the acting was good, but it was bad. That was, that was just bad. Anyway. <laughs> Anyone oh, Carolyn, what there? about Susan chewing through the rope with those big, massive horse teeth? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> We've been waiting for that moment for 24 years. <laughs> and as far as the soaps, I think they need to step up to the plate and have more empathy and resonate with the audience. Um I know it's they're soap operas, and but if you see these reality shows, these streaming reality shows, they they really get into what I say real life, and they can they can do the same on um, on the soap operas, uh, my opinion. Um, just get better storylines, but resonate with what's there's a lot there's a lot going on in society today, and I think people need to know that they aren't alone. You know, these these people are are going through hard times today. So that's that's what I think they need to do. They need to change it, step it up a bit, and resonate more with the audience. And then they'll bring them in. They'll bring them in. All right. Well, staying with days, Candace girl. Go ahead, because I got a lot okay, to say. Okay. So my best was. Camilla Bannis, just because she's Camilla Bannis. I mean, this girl has blown up on days. Like, she went from this kid to the supporting actress to leading lady status quick. You may not agree with what she does, but I don't see nobody saying boo. Like, I don't want to be her when I grow up. 
she literally, I mean, it, it started out as revenge, and she found the love of her life. Um, and to see her lose it and come back, but still with revenge on her mind, that is a soap vixen folk. That is how you write it. That is how you bring a character into the full into the into the game. Yeah. Um Thank you, Nancy. She's, let's a strong, see. she's a strong girl. She's a strong girl. She's I a strong girl. Oh you, my god, like, the beginning of last year. Oh, they they were brutal. They were brutal on social media. They were really her. brutal with her. I mean yeah. say what you want about the character of Gabby. Like I said, she has evolved. She is take me for who I am, honey, or else uh-huh. I will blow your heart up. Literally. Yeah. Um yeah. the fact that Days used their and utilizes their vet. Um, I will say this is Days does it right. I mean, Young and Rossless, you have your vets, you know, but Days really utilizes the generation of their uh, of their cast. Um, yeah. From having Doug and Julie, the senior citizens yeah, well, really went to work. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the fact yes. that you had Doug and Julie. I mean the the and and I think their anniversary was this this past year too that you saw you see what why they're the first TV super couple you know we, right. we oh. felt the love of Doug and Julie and yeah. it was so organic it's not you know one of these you know it's just the beauty of it um and their long their longevity their longevity you yeah know, they've been through bad times hard times good times and and the longevity the the love is there. And, they come and they go and it, it wanes and it and it, it flows. No, that's that's a part of days that I, that I like. They 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 come in and they they show us the 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 reality again. That that's why right. they've endured it. Exactly. Dennis, your worst. Um, my worst. Oh Jesus. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm gonna get in trouble for this. I apologize right now. Um, my worst is is uh, there's certain characters on the show. I'm not going to get into it because I I know certain fan bases will come after me. But there's certain characters that I was just like a whole year, and we're still doing the same thing. Okay, you know I get it, evolution. But have you really evolved? Um, I will say this about uh, Lainey, Lonnie, Lainey is um yeah. The, the 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 fact is that this is probably my worst, and it's carrying it over to now. You could have prevented all of this by telling Eli the truth. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. That is enough that is one of, that is <laughs> right. But that's one of my worst. But I want to go back to really best. I like the fact that Ron paired up people we never suspect could be friends. Yeah, yes. Yeah. We have yeah. sister act. We have sister act. Who would have ever thought that? Laney, Abe's little girl, and the demon spawn would be buddies, you know, bonding <laughs> over the fact that, you know, they they lost their way. Who would have thought that Ben and Will, I mean, granted, they used to be best friends before Ben yeah. killed them. Right, yeah. That's true. That true. is true. And, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, they got chemistry. And so that's the trick. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's just these, these, I don't know if Ron thought about this, but there is certain things, there are certain friendships on this show that I'm just like, ah, hmm, whoa. And the best is Princess Gina and Stefano. I'm sorry, Pachino. It's like, Pachino. Pachino and Gina. 
I'm just like, I'm loving life. I'm loving life. You set up the best. Kayla. What's that? Justin. Was he 2019? No. Yeah, that was 2019. Yep. With what, I mean, well, the time jump happened in 2019. But oh, okay. the fact yeah. that, it, like, at the end of last year was mm. the drop of having Stephen Nichols return, but not as Steve. Oh, no, 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 no. Mm. Mm. And then you have, and then the, at worst, killing off my Adriana. How dare y'all? Mm. How dare mm. you, Dave? And you killed off the mm. baby. Mm-hmm. You killed yeah. off Brady's baby. I mean, yeah. that, mm-hmm. I mean everything mm-hmm. else. And honorable shot, honorable mention. I know we gotta go. Is Caroline Brady's funeral? Yeah, mm-hmm. with Peggy oh, yeah. McKay's tribute. I, I have to, you know, it, it, I mean that was a huge loss too. But other than that, days you 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 was on point. There was some worse that I could have really gone to see. But I'm gonna be nice. Anthony. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> We started out the year with one of the best holiday, uh, one of the best holiday episodes that we have seen in soaps in the last ten years, when Eve marched in and tore apart the town. Jennifer and surprise, surprise, here's Jack. Now, right. you know, we all know that we are not going to stop having people come back from the dead. It's not going to happen. It's soap staple. So. I was looking forward to a lot with the Jack, Jennifer, Eve, memories, so on and so forth. I'm not going to say it was the worst storyline. What the worst storyline was the sidebar storyline that came along with it, Miss Chen, and all of that went along with her. Whether she was with Trip, whether she was with JJ, whether she was here, whether she was there, whether she was coming back and then she was leaving again, y'all could have just left her on the cutting room floor and moved us along with some more scenes with things that we were interested in watching. I do agree, and I will say, of the four souls, Dave has most definitely had the most impact, the most consistency, the most keep me tuned in, keep me turning up and seeing what the heck is going on. Even the most far-fetched storyline in, in, in relative, you know, well, then again, there's some memory transfers. Let's just say the mask, the mask, the mask, the mask, and the secondary mask, which is one of the funniest things I've seen on television in a while. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. They really kept it entertaining. They played the beats of all the characters the way they needed to be played. Kristen and Nicole worked seamlessly together as far as you know personalities and chemistry and all that is concerned um these and then you had the time jump so they have most consistently done what a soap is supposed to be doing what we want our soap to do with minor mentions as to things that did not necessarily you know did not necessarily sing to our you know senses so to speak you know, again, the worst for me is the whole Haley Chan. Didn't you know? I'm just so glad that we're basically done. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, that's. It was a lot more I was gonna say, but honestly, Days of Our Lives <laughs> of the Four Souls, like I said, has carried it all the way through the year. David, go ahead, baby. Anthony, you didn't care for the political storyline. I take it. No, no. I, I think about two months into Jack coming back, I was saying, oh, where'd they find him? Can they drop him back off there? And can you take Haley, her sister? And I love JJ. I want to love JJ. He's a beautiful boy, and he's got acting chops. 
he can really sweet. Honestly, I'm like, my Lord, take him too. He does nothing. Take him too. And now, mm-hmm. also, I do have to say, Ben and Sierra, 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 fire. They definitely played those beats all year long, kept everybody going. It's the only super couple that I can think of this year that anybody was paying attention to. So, you know, where they were bad, it was spectacularly bad, but it wasn't so bad that what was good took any of the fire away from what was good. This show most definitely is the show of the year. And you know, y'all all know where my, where my heart lies. I have watched yeah. General Hospital. I'll say it again since I'm three years old. But this year, Dave, without a doubt, takes soap of the year for me. Oh, and the time jump, I really, do, I really do like the concept. I like what they did with it. I like that we're slowly unfurling story by story what happened and the ripple effects that it all caused. Oh, my God. Honorable mention. Paul Telfer, Xander. Honorable mention. Xander, Xander, Xander. Yes. Hello. Yes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and an honorable mention, by the way, to someone that we did not really like this year on Young and the Restless, Greg Rockhart. <laughs> Come back to Diggies, baby. Come on back, Leo. Come Wait, you forgot back. somebody else, too. You forgot somebody else, too. That Brandon. Who am I? Brandon. Oh, Brandon. You know Brandon. who I'm Brandon Oh, Brandon Barash. Oh, my God. Yes. Brandon Barash. Yes. Oh, yes. That boy, with for all the slack that he took the first couple of weeks, made Stefan his own and, and, yep. and the chemistry between him and Camilla. And I'm sorry that I didn't mention it, but y'all did such a good job. Camilla is the leading lady of the show right now. She is. Oh, and you forgot another honorable mention. Robin Strasser. They oh, yeah. Uh, Anthony. Anthony. Mm-hmm. They know. Young and the Restless. Pay attention. No. Jason's not going to use her again, so hire yourself some Robin Strasser. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to just say this. The, the fact that Robin Strasser was on a soap this year, this past, this last year, I'm like, wait a minute, confusing it. And she was able to say what you want, but she had fun with this character. And the fact that she shot Kate, that was an honorable mention. That was an honorable mention. When she was like, thanks. Girl, when she said, could you step a little to the left? Bang. I was just like, oh, bang. <laughs> Dr. Kramer, paging Dr. Kramer. I, I, oh, my God. That whole, that whole arc concerning oh. her was pure genius. Absolutely. Absolutely, quick, absolutely, I, absolutely. Wait a minute, real quick. I forgot to say wonderful. audible mention to, to Ron Carvati, to Ron for incorporating One Life to Live in today's with the with between Cassie DePive and Robin Strasser. That scene Oh yeah. With with those yeah. two and the doctor and the doctor's coat when it said Doctor D Lord. No, D Kramer. If you played, if yep. you remember that scene, yeah, that, yeah. it was an honorable. It was an honorable nod to them, and I thought that was really cute. Like, haven't I seen you before? Like, you sure your name not Blair? What? <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, that was funny. Okay, sorry. All right. Well, keeping our time in check, let's go on over to Los Angeles. And the city that only has 12 people. Um, the bold and the beautiful. David, tell oh, us what's been happening last two weeks in Los Angeles. 
Well, in, in the last two weeks, we got we got Thomas fighting for hope on the sly. Shocking. He's trying to make everyone think he his life is moving on with Zoe. Definitely. Until, and not everyone is buying it. I don't know if Hope is there. I think Hope is aware, but I I think she's looking more after Douglas than Thomas, and that's what's keeping her with him. And she turned down Liam's proposal because Liam's proposal had stipulations on it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's about it for the two weeks. There's a back and forth between Ridge and Brooke. Will he take her oh. back? Will he will he not? Um Shocking. Shocking, yeah. Um however, um the best part for me is I think Candace if you you might agree with me that for a brief moment or two we saw like two different stories being done at the same time instead of their one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the be, best. Be, be. And <laughs> Stop it, Anthony. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. probably the best. Um, I'd like the worst is dropping, I don't know, um, Wyatt and Sally have been like MIA. That would be the so worst. I mean, it's like so, can... so many interesting. Yeah, I mean, go ahead, David. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. But you got what I'm saying. It's just yeah. Right I'm now, like it's we're back right to now. too much of one thing. You know, Kansas, you can't hold yourself back. Go, girl. Go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm starting with the worst. I'm sorry. But the Wyatt, Flo, Sally, look, I know we wanted a break from the whole Liam and stuff, but uh-uh, no. Wyatt has now become the character that I really didn't think they would make him, and he's a wishy-washy person. He cannot make his mind up between, first and foremost, you drop Sally like a hot, hot potato on the floor, and then you scoop her back up because Flo flowed on without you and because Flo had did all this all this stuff to to you. No. And seven no, days later no. asked her to marry you. And seven days exactly. later proposed. Thank you. Exactly. Two. We're not gonna blame Flo for anything. Are you serious? Like even though I know Thomas, we'll get to that in a minute. But it started out with Flo too and Reese. And the fact that Flo, you know, I guess she thought if I give a piece of my kidney, liver, whatever to Katie Everything is going to be kumbaya. No offense to the actors, but Flo can flow on out and stay out, okay? Three, mm. why does Katie need another help? Look, wait a minute. Hold up. You have Don Diamond and Heather Tom, okay, icons of this genre. And the only thing you can do with Katie is get, is make her body break down yet again? Are you kidding me? Seriously? Really? Okay. Fun the beautiful, listen up real quick. In 2019, you had said, and I quote, there was going to be a story regarding Rick, Maya, and Carter. Where is it? Yep, I remember that. I need to know, like, 
even though the cast is oozing with like good luck, but the fact that you really drop the Avon family, Rick Forster, I get it with the whole Kimberly, but you could have brought back Sheila Carter. The fact that you milkmaid Quinn into this, I don't even know what. The fact mm-hmm. that we don't see other characters on the show and is it, it, is offensive to me as a, as a, as a fan. If you cannot get Wayne Brady back, you could have recast. The same can be said for tight ty- um for um Taylor. These are key characters that needed to be a part of this storyline, the baby switch storyline. You needed their you needed Stephanie Thomas's mom, and you also need us to see Reese. Yeah. Everything yep. else, like there's only been considered like one or two storylines. You need some evolution with this. And I'm sorry, but as of this week. I am going to put, I will say this, it was leading up to it, but as far as characteristics go, it started last year, too. You made Steffi weak. You made Hope weak, and you made Liam weak, too. That was last year. Now, best, Matthew Atkins. Look, y'all gonna watch this stage, you guys got Mark Roseman. GH, we'll get to GH later, but both found a great Actor and Matthew, kudos to every single uh, yeah. uh, uh, praise you're getting because you turned Thomas. Even though the character of Thomas has been creepy, I would like to re re readdress that with our fans here. Thomas has always been a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but you're having this yeah. man be the and I've been saying this so much the emotional puppet master. He comes in with an emotional situation. Caroline died. Everybody. Douglas is without a mom. Thomas is emotion like he is emotionally abused. I mean, we don't like it, but he's emotionally abused his son, and and everything else has just been. He's been the puppet master. He, my God, he even tore Ridge and Brooke apart. You know, he has hope kind of in his pocket because they're co-parenting. He's a thumb under. You know, he's a a, a thorn, un, literally a thorn underneath Liam. And of course, he's using Stuffy. Another thing about Bone and Beautiful that I love is. Ladies and gentlemen, this is how you do an umbrella storyline. Yeah, this is how you do it. You start with the main. I like. I know everybody was hurt about the baby storyline. Once the reveal, by the way, that was another best. Um, you start seeing trickles of how this is affecting Brooke and Ridge. That incorporated Shauna. How it affected White and Flo and Sally because White, you know, couldn't decide if it should go to jail or not. You saw, you know, Spencers and the Forsters. And, and, you know, in that situation, you saw a mother, two mothers dealing with a life-changing situation as well as a father. Say what you want. It may went on too long, but that's what it's like. I, I think people forget, and this is one of my best, too. Bo does traditional storytelling of soaps that we've forgotten yeah. about. And, you know, mm-hmm. when people said, oh, it needs to hurry up, it needs to hurry up, we've now gotten into that mindset where, yeah, we have to have an end game within six months. They took their time and they involved. Say what you want. You saw evolution with some of the characters. It may not have been romantic, but their priorities shifted a little bit. So kudos, Bo, but, yeah, for your work. Yeah. Oh, and Douglas, the cutest, and Kelly, and no big, the babies. The babies are the best too because they got they're good acting. They're good when the when when Kat, when the baby said that 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 that. Oh yeah. All right. So for me, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go both to the floor. 
my best and worst happens to be the same thing. It was the one storyline. You had weeks and weeks and weeks where nothing happened, but everybody trying to discuss when it was going to happen. It was like if I heard one more person yeah. say, you know, when is Hope going to find out it's her baby? Blah, blah. I-, I was about to pull out hairs off my dog because I ran out of hairs on my <laughs> own head. There was no more hairs in my head to pull out. So, you know, that was the worst part of it. However, both is been consistently the last couple of years the king of the reveal, the king of the shock moment, and they did not disappoint. When those three weeks surrounding the actual secret coming to a head, you had poor little Douglas in turmoil, dropping hints, so on and so forth, the emotional payoff for both parents finding out that it was the best and the worst storyline ever in, in, in so many ways. The fallout, um, <laughs> I, I don't agree. I, it's trickled down, but it's trickled down in stupidity in a lot of ways where there were so many moments that it could have, it could have really been on fire. I agree. Wyatt, Sally, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. How many times can people have near-death experiences even though he is the puppet master and he's an incredible actor. No more near-death experiences, please. The person oh, yeah. who went off the yeah. cliff. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's, Did you need to draw it out? And then into the oil. Yeah, no, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about what the hell was her name. Poor little girl. She was driving and went off the cliff. Um, oh, y'all know what I'm talking Emma, about. Emma, Emma, Emma. thank you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just to, just to drag us out another three weeks after that. Both, what was the other death? Where was that that other death you promised us that was gonna happen? Didn't happen. Where is Rick? Didn't happen. What the hell happened to Rick and Maya? Beats the hell out of me. Nobody thinks ask. Hey Maya, welcome back. Would you like to have a cup of coffee? What happened with your husband? Why aren't you with your husband? Thank you. <laughs> Best and worst is the same thing. One storyline. Bold, please. I know you're a half-hour show. You can't probably do more than two, but at least give us something else to watch during some of this stuff. Hi, I'm done. Anyone else? Wow. Carolyn? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you got something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... Um. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm shocked. I'm I'm shocked. I'm here and I'm listening. I'm wow. <laughs> I'm reeling. Oh, Anthony, Anthony, you're a trip. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well. Okay. That brings us to bottom bump. Poor Charles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? Oh God. We can Thank God we have an hour because this definitely belong. This definitely needs more than a half hour. <laughs> poor Charles. <laughs> poor Charles. Poor Charles. I'm gonna start with the worst. I have to. I am so. I am still hurting. I am still disappointed in the misuse of. We are talking multiple Emmy winning talent. Three times. That three times. That lingered, creeped, dreamt, 
I, I can't think of anything else that rhymes with it, but he just creeped through the town in every situation that he didn't belong in and felt awkward in, and was in nowhere to be seen, nowhere to be found in all the storylines that he did belong to, belong in. That, to me, hurt so bad as far as the missed opportunities. Okay. Ooh, Anthony. I'm taking a cleansing breath. I am going to mm-hmm. speak about the best, and I think y'all are all going to scream at me, but I do feel... Who were you talking about I, before? I was trying to follow man. you. I couldn't... You want to tell them who? I'm going to say, David, I'm going to do like a, a soap proper cliffhanger. Stay tuned for my list, because I'll, I'll, I'll address who, who we're talking about. Okay. I'm going to go with what I think the best of the year has been. And it's an actress and a character who has consistently had the best material. For the most part, there have been some interesting, not so great moments. But consistently throughout this year, Ava slash Miss Maura West has been given great stuff to play. And when she has played it, she has played it. <laughs> oh my God! The fallout. She's from played Kiki. it. <laughs> the fallout from Kiki becoming a drunk, playing with the psychic, even the psychic friendship with Laura. The best this year in General Hospital has been Miss Maura West and the Adventures of Ava. There are so many honorable mentions that. You know, I will say in the last two months, the stories have all ramped up. They're racing towards satisfying information drops and or conclusions. Um, I hope Mm -hmm. that they decide to cull the cast a little bit and cut away some dead weight. Um, I'm so glad that they brought back Tracy Quartermain, but as of yet, I have not seen anything that, that made me say, oh, this is phenomenal. Thank God for this. So whatever you bring in, She'll whatever you're about to bring, week, bring it. I heard. Yeah, bring it back hard because it was such a soft return. I was like, what? No, I expected to come in with a fire torch and, like, just start, you know, taking a torch to Monica's redecorating. Because what, what, what? Um, honorable mention to addition to the cast. That cute little violet. Oh, my God. I want to eat her. Oh, you mentioned mine, too. Oh, my God. I absolutely love her. Why did you bring Hayden back? There was no point to that that whole storyline arc. You know, I could go on, but I'm going to pass the torch to Candace because the most important salient points I have made. Hi, everybody. Okay, so everybody knows that GH is a show that I love and I dislike, and y'all know I had my paperwork already, but, like, everybody has known the last two months GH has been on, in the words of Anthony, on fire. Um, the best is new co head writer and people actually paying attention to history. Best is that we have a team scene. It's been years since GH had a solid team scene. And I like the addition of the young actress who plays Trina. Um, I love William Lipton. He's grown. And, of course, Eden McCoy is, is the bomb. 
Um, the fact that you had Jane Elliott, I never thought this would happen. Jane Elliott returning to play Tracy Quartermain. Also, the fact that GH, you kept two recast returns a secret. Nicholas Castadon, who we've been asking for so many years to come back. Uh, the actor okay. who plays Nicholas Castadon is amazing. Also, having Brooklyn back. Oh, get it to me, girl. Amanda, you're back uh-huh. in time, honey. I love you. Yes, of course, uh, the little girl who plays Violet, it, uh, hopefully they keep her. Um, she may be the new Kimberly McCullough. There, I said it. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> and now for the word. Oh, you got Drew, Drew, Franco, wait, Drew's memory and Franco's body. And you do not have Billy Miller to play in this storyline. That's who we were talking about. The fact that you wasted Billy freaking Miller. Oh, okay. Oh, and, and, like, he wasn't even a part of it. Like, to me, like, okay, this is my biggest gripe. First and foremost, you just misused him. Let's call it what it is. You misused him. You didn't know where to put him at at all. The storyline with the transition of memories should have happened while he was on the show. That was the whole point of the it last did. five freaking years was to do the storyline. And you did not have a crucial person to be in the storyline. The demise of Tamara Braun's return to to Jello Hospital. You know, there was so much potential with Tamara Braun as Kim on General Hospital, a la the chemistry that she and Maurice still have. The fact that once Oscar passed away, rest in peace, Oscar, we'll, we'll miss you. Some of us will. Um, you did not, you should have just let her character go. Let her character go off of uh, Nimical Java, whatever. But the fact that you had this this character rape, let me say that real clear, rape a man because of the grieving process, uh-uh, no general hospital. We ain't doing this today. It's already bad enough you kind of used that word rape in a lot of the storylines last year. You did it with Sam and Shiloh. That whole story arc, to me, the day, the day of dawn and whatnot, that wasn't, I mean, the actor who played Shiloh could have been used for somebody else. I felt as though that was not even a good story. It started out as a Christina story, and it, it just, I mean, and the secret, oh, and GH, we already knew. We already knew Alexis killed Kiefer. We, we were there. We, we remember she hit him with the car. We, we remember. Like, it's not like a big, you know, to that shocking secret. I mean, if you would have said that Christina had a baby somewhere and, you know, what not that would be mm. shocking, but it was nothing. It was dry ice. Speaking of, where's Parker and Valerie? Okay, okay my point exactly. Um, yeah, Peter, the, Peter, Peter, and the fact that Anna knows she's not the mom, but you know what? I'm not even gonna go there because there were certain storylines this year that really made no sense. And there was there was so it was lacking build up and G H you're you known you're known to build up storyline and have a great payoff. We talked about this about Bold and Beautiful, the baby storyline. I'm sorry, by the time that Michael finds out this kid is his, it's gonna be the eighteenth birthday. Um, at this point, I mean, that was another another factor too. Um for for, for the best I will say I love the fact that uh Perry was used this year. Um, that we saw Brad kind of tap into that dark side a little bit more. You may not agree with it, but
but that the fallout of that that was really interesting. Um, the Quartermains and Castadons being back on main the main front fast. Um, the last two months, honorable mention has been. I'm going to take it farther than best. It has been amazing. Yeah, to see, it has. To see the yeah, show that fans mm-hmm. have been complaining about for years and months, and these two, the last two months, you've seen General Hospital go back to what GH really is, and that's good storytelling with characters that we actually, I mean, not saying, you know, Recognize. this to be mean, but yes. but these are characters we've actually been connected to and the yeah. evolution of as well. And I hope General Hospital will continue this trend into the new year. So far, we've only, it's like nine days in, and they're doing a good job. Another word is, <laughs> I'm sorry, um, the Carly Baby storyline. I, I was a I'm going to be honest with you, working with children every day, I've I've seen kids with disabilities, and they're the cutest thing. GH, you started the story out with a a positive situation because a lot of people were connected to to the character, and then all of a sudden you said this baby was fine. And that was the problem. For now, is that you put a band aid? Well, for now, for well, well, now with the writers, with the new writers, I. I'm hoping that, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I hope down the line that something, and I'm not saying this to be, you know, but the fact that you put awareness on this on this, on this, and said that there's a chance that this child would not be, quote, unquote, normal, and, quote, unquote, because Carly is a certain age and, and stuff like that, there was, you know, going to be issues. But for you just to put a Band-Aid and say, oh, everything is fine, like Mary Poppins, you kind of disservice, you know what I'm saying? Like when you tell a story like that, yeah. you're connecting with your viewers. And there may have been a lot of viewers, and I actually saw this on Twitter. Some people who actually have kids were actually like praising GH. And then when the story kind of. They were offended. Uh-huh. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. They were so, offended you know, because it looked they, like they just put the Band-Aid on. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and the struggle it. is real out there. The struggle yeah, is real. The parents real. will let down. Right. They so want to identify. Why, like, they want to identify with the angst of, you yeah. know, we don't know. You know what? To say this child's going to be fine, okay, let's, you know, let's live our lives like nothing ever happens, that's, a, that's not reality. These parents wanted to see the day-to-day angst of these two parents. Like, we're not going to know. And, and looking for signs and beating each other up, beating themselves up, trying to hold each other up. Or they, they lost so many beats. And it's so, mm-hmm. it's so strikingly yeah. obvious against the storyline that sets praise and doing so well. Mike, Max Gale. Oh, my God. But, you know, oh, yeah, when you're doing so too. well with that storyline, to drop the ball with the baby storyline, it's offensive to those parents out there that struggle and every Bobby, day. Double, uh, and don't forget, that, uh, Bobby has uh, type 2 diabetes. Oh, Bobby, Bobby's illness. I mean, there could be. I mean, we're not saying that General Hospital have to go after school break special, but the thing is, is that with Carly, again, you know, you have Sonny and Carly, two popular characters on General Hospital that people adore. You have Laura Wright and Maurice Bernard, two great actors of of this genre. Here's a story that you know, because General Hospital, out of let's be real for a second, out of all the soaps, General Hospital has always told social issues and, and health issues mm-hmm. as well, storylines. 
So when you say that Carly, who has a history of high-risk pregnancy, okay, going back to Michael Morgan, you know, all the way up, you're connected to this character. Once they said that this character had, um, oh, shoot, what was it again? I'm sorry. Spina bifida. Spina bifida. bifida. You have, yeah, you have, sorry, you have viewers who, uh, has this been done on daytime before? Because we're so used to the cancer and the AIDS. And and I think, and I'm actually going to say this, I think General Hospital may have been the first to deal with that subject. I want to actually give them that prop because I'm thinking, you know, they're, they're, you know, Down syndrome was on Gone Light. You have, um, you know, illnesses and and stuff like that on soap. But for them to go ahead and do that, and it's like, okay, me as a viewer who's probably, you know, has experienced it myself, or has a child, or somebody I know, oh, my gosh, our care, Carly, Carly or General Hospital, let me see how they're going to handle it. And they were playing, to be, and then, I don't know okay. if they were, uh, I, wanna I don't jump, even want to stay afraid. That's, that's why they're called General Hospital, and to, they, they need to, again, address the issues, what people are out there struggling with, how they come through it, the support system they have. Right. Uh, the parents. Yeah. I, I had, I'm, I'm a hairstylist, and I had a, um, a client years ago that had a child. And, I mean, her guilt about, you know, what did I do? And, this, and really, yeah. you know, you didn't do anything. What it, 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 it's all yeah, it takes on a it can be addressed. Yes, it can be and addressed. I, and the guilt, the guilt factor with, with the parents with not only spina bifida, with, with other issues, and they could really, they, they could do a better job. I want to ask you guys a question, because yeah. there are two different soaps across the pond who are dealing with racial terrorist issues that are Correct. dealing yeah. with yeah. You yeah. Know, teen abortion, so on and so forth. General Hospital has the perfect opportunity to take on storylines like that. Are we, as a soap viewing audience, too pat to tell the kind of stories that could be told? You have the perfect character who came in, Dev, to open up a racial, religious storyline, and it's the team scene. There could be an accidental pregnancy. Are, are, we sh- are we starting with the shock factor and then shying away from the stories that could really be told? Not only General Hospital, but especially right now well, so, well, with the way things well, are geared well, up. Can I, the, uh, well, they touched gonna, on Alzheimer's, and they had, they had, I thought they had a captive audience. I was very interested when Caroline and the, and what, what was going on with her. And, um, no, they could, they could take these storylines further. I don't know why they don't. I don't know. I want to say that, I will say because I watch, you know, digital series, as everybody knows, and I watch the overseas shows and, and stuff, and I'm still true to the daytime. Here's the deal. Mm-hmm. We as a soap community has gotten soft because yeah. we don't want to be offended by certain things on soaps. I mean, this is the genre that had marital rape. This is yeah. the, the genre that had racial attacks on Gone Light. This is the you this know the genre that had the first abortion on television. And they That's right. That's it. Right. I'm not even mad. You know, we had like there. I mean, other than health things, like we had. By you know, the effects of a biracial couple going out in public, yeah. you know, I feel as though, you know, look, 
people get offended when they see two girls kiss on TV or two guys kiss on TV. Let's be real. And when you have soap writers who's coming back to the genre and say, I've been away for so long, but I'm shocked that the daytime genre has sat still. All this time, you know, we've gone through, look, everything plays out on on primetime television. And the thing is, is that when you watch daytime, I get it. I get it. This is your fantasy getaway. You want to see, you know, the good-looking people and whatnot. But also, keep in mind, this is the genre that brought us awareness to the AIDS quilt. This is the genre that brought awareness to, um, you know, rape, rape and, you know, Focus. domestic violence, um, teen <laughs> pregnancies, runaways, um, biracial situations. Like, this genre broke the mold. You think primetime did it baby. first? Get real. You got, yeah, drugs, drugs and abuse, drug abuse, alcohol abuse. This is a genre that has been well-received all around the world. And sadly, because of the times we live in, because we have a lot of focus groups, we have people who will threaten to walk away from the show and, you know, do, you know the ratings will go down and advertisers will leave. The, that's where we're at right now. And it's sad because us you viewers, like, I'm pretty sure all of us can remember a certain storyline that was just like, and I'm not talking about like, uh, like Marlena being possessed or anything. But we could sit here well, and yeah, come at the list of Nikki on the on um, the YNR her addiction. I thought that, right. that years ago was one of the best, one of the best. I mean, we can come up with social storylines. Like I said earlier, yeah. Lillian's breast cancer awareness, Emily and Lily's. You know, um, the sex. Here's another thing: family members raping other family members and the pregnancy result. Uh, Ally as well turns Lily holding Lily Lily and Ivy. You know, yep. it's it's just and, and the show generations. I mean, you really think about all of this and compare it to now. It's because the way society is right now. Because Carol, like you just said, because everything is happening outside of the world, nobody wants yeah. to see that being reflected on on TV. They don't want to see, um, you know, people poor and paying bills. Or else they're going to get put out of their house. You know, everybody lives in a fancy hotel. You know, everybody's like, oh, I'm so beautiful. I'm wonderful. You don't have nobody who has. Oh, yeah. They I mean, had, on Young and they Russell, did that with Curtis and Jordan. But I'm going to tell you, bit. but here's the thing. I'm going to be honest I with you. Public, I, think, I think the public resonates with the, and the fans resonate with, with reality. Somebody, you know, loses everything. How do they cope with it? And, um it's it's, it's always, oh my god i'm sorry i gotta hold these up again and yes they they buried it very quickly after it was finished but the jj shooting theo storyline every people tuned in who hadn't watched for years for the fallout that's right that's right that's right mm-hmm. that was real so it, it can be done it's real and it was and controversial need to get back to basics uh, that's yeah the, i mean the, the jt storyline the JT storyline on Young and the Rustlers, everybody knows where I stand at with this. I feel as though Young and the Rustlers did a great job, whether you agree with this or not, they did a great job. But because, and I will say this again, because somebody said, hey, you know, this is Young and the Rustlers, and, you know, we don't want to lose, because CBS is a conservative network. 
uh, I'll just be honest, they're a conservative, conservative network. They've always been. They they so they don't want to lose. They don't want to lose viewers. They don't want to assault anybody. Like literally, I mean, I, I meant no harm by saying it, but they don't want to lose the viewers that they were quote unquote already losing. I personally was like, like you said, Anthony, there's two soaps across the sea right now that is doing the, that storyline, and people are watching yep. and they're doing it. And the set and yep. the reality is the same person who started that storyline was on the Young and the Ross list and brought that flavor over when everybody said that they want new, they want new ideas on soap. When it happens, oh, no, 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 we don't want that. We don't want that. So I feel as though we're conflicted as a soap community. We want it. Yeah. But when it happens, it's like, no, 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 no. But it's fine on primetime, digital, and every, everywhere else, but not on daytime. Daytime has gotten soft. Candace, David, Carolyn, what do you want to see in 2020? What's, what, would, what would excite you soap-wise? What would get you motivated to really tune in every day? Oh, I thought you were going to be for the soap genre because um, I had a good answer for that. No, it oh, is for the soap genre. It's for the it's genre. genre. What, what, do you, what are you wishing for? I'm wishing for either ABC, CBS, or NBC to have the daytime Emmys on TV. And yeah, that would be actually, nice. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, and the reason I say that is because I, and I'm, I, you guys know me, I feel as though yeah. to respect, for people to see the respect that this genre has earned over the last 80 years, and I say 80 years because I'm including radio, I'm including, you know, yeah. going all the way up. The respect that this genre deserves. Look, we're the best kind of fans. We're not like the the sports fans. If their team loses, boo, we're burning down jerseys. We're not like the movie <laughs> genre fans. We're not the music fans. We're the best genre because we stick with these shows through the good, the bad, and the WTF. Okay. Yeah, these but are, these are need... their genres. They're they're fickle. They're fickle. But soap stars. Well, they're soap they're, fans. Oh, they're, yeah, they're there. They're there. They're very supportive. Yeah, we're diehard. We will ride or yeah. die. Literally, yeah. ride or die. Like, our show could be the worst. We're still watching. <laughs> we're still going to watch, you know? But yeah. We're still watching. We hope, we national... Yeah, we hope for the best, and we, we hope things turn look, around. We're, look, we come on here, basic... look, we come on here twice a month and do a podcast yeah. for the best kind of genre out there. You know, we don't have That's to, right. but we do. Yeah. And the fact yeah. is, is that we would like to see the respect. We, I would love to see the daytime Emmys on Sunday night, not Friday, yeah, but Sunday, so I can, so I won't go to work the next day. <laughs> and we want to see it treated. We want to see people there because the last time that they had the Emmys when we saw it and there was empty seats, that hurt. It's like, yeah. Pe- it, yeah, it's it like is. you got to get us wrapped up again. Yeah. Like, look, if you want to invite all of us at Take Two Radio to the daytime Emmys, <clears throat> um, we would like to be there. Um, um, Anthony and me would like to rock it on the stage as well. Um, <clears throat> we could be the host of the night. I'm just saying. Um, but you know, but you need to do that. I think so, they so reporters, so reporters. Well, well, I just want to be a presenter. Too. Y'all know me. I'm I'm greedy, but. I, I feel as so though for me as a fan to see to see the networks take pride in their genre and their soaps, that will get me excited as a fan, knowing that 
I'm, I'm, I'm excited for these shows just like you guys are, but I need to see you guys put the effort into it yeah. for me to continue to be yeah. a fan. I mean, you know, the excitement. So that's one. Did that me drop? No, I'm here. Oh, let me check. Carolyn, okay. what about you? <laughs> Carolyn? Carolyn? Oh, Carolyn? <laughs> Yeah. Geez, I thought I was saying I thought I was saying a lot. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. um, okay. You want what do you want me to say? Um, what I want from what do you want in twenty twenty? In twenty twenty? Twenty twenty? Yeah. I just want, I think I, I want I want the same. I, I listened to a um a TED talk a number of years ago and and the woman had written a book and she said, you know, the human condition is um, we want to be seen, we want to be heard, and we want to be validated. And I think mm-hmm. that's what's, what's going on. That's what's going on with fans. You know, they they want their voice heard. They they want what they want. And uh, for me, I wish they they would go back to basics. And, and they do. Dave does touch on it. I don't know about you guys. This um, this is going on right now. For me, it's confusing. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> um, what, what what do you think about this this way that it's going? Are you enjoying it, or no? Um, um for the first time, I think we're turning a, a corner. No, oh, okay. for the first time in a okay. long time, I'm starting to get excited. Three out of the okay. four soaps this year turned it around. Um. You know, and the fourth one is is struggling to try to turn it around. You know, they've made they've made strides in in making in making the stories make more sense, um, in playing the beats, in playing the family characteristics and values and so on and so forth. Um, but I think for me, I have to disagree with Candace. I think that I, I want to see a little bit more of, of my life in these shows. I want to see okay, a yeah. mother that's worried about her son having to go to war. I want to see, uh, you know, um, you know, like, not hats off to Jordan and, and Curtis and all, but I want to see somebody struggling to pay bills, about to be put out. You know what? You know, Tracy Quartermain, if somebody can tug on her heartstrings and she can write a check at, at the last second and bail them out. But I want to see the struggle. Um, I think I think I want to see them push the edge. I want to see something that's going to shock, but that's based in reality. You know, somebody having somebody's memory who's been dead for about ten years now. Somebody who had an eye patch who comes back and thinks he's the phoenix. It's fun, and I'm enjoying watching it. But been there, done that. I want something of real shock value this time, this this year. I want I want to walk away from 2020 feeling like my stories touched something, told something, taught something. You know, even if it's something basic like what we were talking about before, the baby storyline, where the ripple effect is the marriage was broken up. There's infighting with the children. They, you know, there is so much that can be played with that. You know, she turns to Jason and in a, you know, in a fit of, of drunken, I don't know what's going on. They sleep with each other. He didn't want it. She didn't want it. Now everybody hates both of them. You know, there's so many stories that just aren't told. 
the way they should be told. And, and I don't want to say that next year when we're doing this podcast. I want to say, oh, my God, you know, all four of these shows brought me, brought me to a place where I haven't been with soaps in years. That's what I'm hoping for. You know, and you know, it doesn't you know have to be. I, my, yeah, you, you know that my favorite has always been from the beginning days. And I, I some like JJ was a, a year and a half ago and struggling with suicide. I thought that was just. Yeah, that was uh, good. Yeah, I love, I love, I love that. That that to me was like real. And you were talking about um, just a few minutes ago. I was in Winn Dixie. That's a um, uh, a food chain down here today. And I see this young kid. He's a, a cashier. He's putting himself through school. And I said, Oh, hi. How are you today? And he says, Oh, he says, I'm having a great day. And I said, That's that's really good. And why? And I said, Why is that? He said, Well, he says. I haven't been drafted. <laughs> I said, oh, because yeah, of all this I mean, going on with you know, he's at an age, and he said, you know, that's that that was a, uh, that's been a concern of mine, and that like to me that's real. You're talking to everyday people and and the issues that they have. That's every day. And yeah. that's and, and when they and, and when they did Angie and Jesse, when they did. Yeah, certain storylines. It was what the country was dealing with at that Ooh, moment, yeah. right? Yeah. You, yeah. you know, but you, when but they you know did the a teenage is? abortion on television, when they had a hooker in the courtroom, you know, coming out to all of our influential friends, you know, those were yeah. things that those are things that were going on in society at that time. Now, yeah. I mean, granted, thank you for telling that an Alzheimer's story twice. Um, thank yeah. you for, you know, thank you for inter, inter, to, for introducing characters of color and characters of LGBTQ, but yeah. you whitewash them to such a degree yeah. that those characters don't look like anybody that I know. No, they don't. No, they don't look but real. You, yeah. But you know what this thing is, is that, and here's, here's what I really, too, are, look, the days of Agnes Nixon, William J. Bell, Ernest Phillips, Claire Labine and all the writers that John you know has that has gone, they've gone. Gloria Monty and everybody else. Those days are gone. Old school, and old school. We, old school. Yep. And we so fans, we still hold those stories close to our hearts because like yep. you said, Anthony, it was representation. There was representation. Yep. Douglas Marlin. I, I gotta I gotta give him a shout out. Douglas Marlin, you know, he Yes. yes. Like I mm, I mean, those days are gone, and now we look at towards the new. And there's been some writers who have worked with these people, so they know. They know how to do it. What I also want to say, and then, David, is for the female characters. Caroline, I, don't, I think you might agree with me on this. I need for some strong-minded female characters in 2020 to show up That's right. and step That's right. up. Because yeah. I am sorry. I mean, you take a look at Gabby, and I know there's been a there's been such a heat about this of like, well, they're protecting their men and all that stuff. That's great. That's fine. Stand by your man is Timmy Wynette sunk. But at the same time, please do not lose their identities and still have them be in a relationship. But let's not forget their passion. On General Hospital, Elizabeth loved art. She loved art. 
and I have not seen her do art in a very long time. I look at Carly on General <laughs> Hospital, a strong character who has just been reduced to, I'm worried that if I do this, Sonny's going to be mad at me. You're Carly. You're Carly. Yeah. <laughs> Ava Jerome. Ava Jerome, Flash Cassidy. Go, girl. Um, is probably one of the characters that is still a strong female. Ashley. And yeah, and and the thing is, bold and beautiful. You know, you already know what I'm going to say. Oh you God, yeah. Make it home, girl. Stop. You need to stop. We know Steffi and Hope are the daughters of Brooke and Taylor. We know that Liam is the 2.0 version of Rich. But Steffi and Hope, you saw how this happened with your parents, your mothers. You both are strong-minded women who have their own careers. You now are mothers. So stop writing these women like 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 they're just there. That's they're it. not. Well, this we genre we high school children. This, wait a minute. We this genre to... was started by a woman. This genre right. was started by a woman. A single mother at that. For those who are listening, Erna yeah. Phillips was a single mother. And you go from 1927, 19, well, I'm probably dating wrong, but whatnot, to now. And it's like, okay, the evolution of women has gone down. I mean, okay, yeah, we don't have one life to live anymore. Yeah, I mean, this is another reason why in 2020, I would love this announcement to come back, saying that one life to live, all my children gone like as well turns another world are coming back. Because those were the last soaps that really did have strong female characters. I'm sorry, I will say it. Say it. They well, look, had we, had, co- we had. When did we have uh, uh, Jackie Zeman on? I mean, that woman, her, like her real life. <laughs> her real life. She could touch on. Jackie you know, was August. Give somebody a part. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, what, what you know? Now she is a strong, a strong woman. She and really she is. Control. Yeah. And you could take I mean, David could take her life and put it on a soap opera. Right. David. David. What yeah. do you want to see in twenty twenty? Yeah. I want to see stories that will connect me and draw me in. I wanna see stories from my backyard, basically. Um the struggle to survive, to keep a job. Um, of a person trying to keep their job and um, going through daily life. I know it might not be glamorous, but it's real life. And people want to see, people want to see real life depicted. Um, more, and they want to see more, a little more realism to their escape. And then we'll maybe and we'll they won't feel alone. And there's, yeah, their support system or reaching out for a, a support system. I mean, we're in a society right now that is cocooning. They people won't ask for help. They're staying in more. Um, yes. I follow a lot on, and and the millennials, they're having a difficult time. I mean, they have too many choices. They overthink everything. I've got a godson, and he's going to be 13, and uh, the struggle he's going through, I said, oh, my goodness, you know. 
don't be embarrassed about this and the bullying that goes on. Um, you know, these, these, to me, they need, they need to be addressed. And that's, that's what I would like uh, for 2020. Just get it out there and know that you're not for sure. Know that you're not alone. You can, you can reach out. That's, that's one, one main thing that I tell. I I have a neighbor now. She's in her eighties and she's got family and they never come to see her. I was the only one at Christmas time that took her over a meal. I mean, Come on, you know, you got to reach out. You got to be helpful. You got to be kind. And I think that can be just—it's educating, educating, and they can do a lot through through the soaps. Mhm. Okay. Well, I think that it is time for us to let our viewers know where they can reach us, where else they can see us. Take Two Radio Soaps, we are on Twitter, and we are on Facebook. I am Anthony31C on Twitter, and I am Anthony Corona on Facebook. David? David Silvani on Facebook. Take Two Radio Crew on Twitter. Candice? Hey, you guys can find me um, at Candy Pool on Twitter, which means if you sign up to my Twitter, you're going to see my lovely live videos, which apparently everybody's, like, liking, I guess, if you want to hear Loving. me continue to talk. Go on, girl. Like, bustle, you know. Just, you know so. um, yeah, you're going to find me. Yeah, you're, me getting, you're getting a lot of views there. You're getting a lot of views there. <laughs> I mean, you know what's so funny? I people telling me that like I've seen people you know pop up and stuff, and I've seen you know certain people you know pop really pop up in it. In it. But y'all know me; I just like talking about soaps. I know I go overboard sometimes, but oh well, I'm a soap fan. What can you do about it? What do you want me to do? Be a, uh, uh, I'll be, you know what? For 2020, I'll I won't be such a soap fan. <laughs> you know, right? Oh yeah, right. Oh, stop. <laughs> We love you, Candace. I love you guys, too. Carolyn, where can they find you? Go ahead. Go ahead, David. Go ahead. I already did it. It's your turn, Carolyn. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I'm Carolyn Jenkins, uh, Barefoot Blonde 5 on Twitter. And I'm Cassie Jenkins on Facebook. All right. So, so if you agree, oh, if you agree there, or there is something Go ahead. There is something I forgot to mention. Go ahead, David. Okay. Okay. For GH um the addition of little Joe Fiel who's playing Violet. Oh god, yes. I agree with all of you there. Second is the show of additional talent in in the cast, because we saw William Lipton just erupt a couple times with his songs. Seeing a 16-year-old who writes his own songs, who's been singing since he was eight, is... Um, is very um nice to nice to see and very um 
what's the word I'm looking for? Inspiring. Magnetic. For the youth. Inspiring. Awesome. Inspiring. Um, secondly, when I went to real people, and Candace, we talked about this on our last show. Mm-hmm. Josh and Caitlin, how they use them to tell the story yeah. of true family planning without any action. They were made as, I, I thought they were the perfect vehicles to display the right type of, you know, how to go about doing a family and using the right tricks and talking about it along the way. It's like they're setting them up, and I thought that was refreshing. Thank you. All right. <laughs> well, guys. Yeah. We did recaps. Let's do a quick what do we think is coming up on the four shows? And we might as well go in the order that we started with The Young and the Restless. An, Candy, a new writer. A new writer. Oh, what's coming up? Oh, sorry. Um, no, uh, what do I think is coming up? Uh, obviously, the uncovering of who is Amanda. Um, that's like right. Look, we've been getting little drops of uh, hints here. Uh, we know she was adopted. Mm-hmm. Um, True. That that uh, is, is it. Her ex. Her ex is is like stalking her or something like that. Um, Amanda and Billy. Are they or aren't they? Uh, are they friends? Or are they going to be friends with benefits? Stay tuned. Uh, Chelsea Adams? Question mark? Will, will, mm, will, okay. um, <laughs> Phyllis. Will it be Phyllis and Chance? Will Phyllis take a chance on Chance? Or will Chance not take a chance on Phyllis? You see what I did there? And go with Abby. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was another worst, too. I forgot. Worse is Abby. Y'all need to do something with that character because for her to be a hybrid of a Newman and Abbott, y'all, mm, no. Uh And it's not the actor's fault. It's not the actor's fault. It's just y'all don't know what to do with the character. If you don't know what to do with the character, cross over to Bold and Beautiful. Um, um, what else is next? Sharon. Um. Biopsy. Oh. Yeah. Coming up. Yeah, that, and you know, here's another thing for 2020, Mariah and Tessa fans. I want more storyline for Mariah and Tessa. If y'all, if you have not been watching Young and the Rustlers, you need to watch. You need to watch what's going on because there was some, there was some great material with those two um, this yes. past week. So yeah, I think I think um, Young and the Rustlers, you know, and we're also gearing up. We're what four weeks away from Eric Braden's anniversary. Come come through Young oh. and the Rustlers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Forty years. Well, I'm. Dang I'm on. gonna <laughs> piggyback on Candice and absolutely let's go with Eric Braden. Absolutely with Tessa and Mariah. There's so much to play there. I am going to predict that when Sharon starts hitting the lows, that it's gonna pull into orbit Nick and Adam all over again. And it's going to play, have beats to play with Chelsea going WTF. 
Sharon leaning on both of them for different reasons and opening up that triangle. Um, I am very, very interested in the Amanda character. There is so much potential. I really, really would like to see um, her ex threaten her life, make her miserable, have some people on the canvas that they haven't beat her with yet, um, you know, come in and play out those beats. David? Um, I see... I did read something where I see that Amanda's story is going, could possibly go into Billy, and I guess he's going to get, I don't know, she's going to lead him into trouble or something, maybe with her ex, Mm -hmm. because Billy's in there someplace, and Devon's going to be on the other side. Um, I heard that story, but I'm also because of what I'm thinking that's going to happen. My wish list, like I said, the stuff like I I have a feeling some of the stories that was pre-planned may not go in that direction. Yes, I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. All I gotta say is right, watch the credit. For the sake of time, <laughs> let's uh, let's go with what our hopes are for Bold and Beautiful. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus! I can't, oh. I can't. I can't. More sta- more cast in the in the picture than what we've already seen, and a little more diversity in story. Come here, Anthony. Just rip the bandaid. Rip the bandaid okay. off. Okay. Um, I would like to see them for 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 once and for a while. Barry, Hope, Liam, and Steffi. I'd like to see Steffi with a new man. Um, I would like to see, if possible, then bring back Vincent Arizari and put her in Steph's orbit because I think that would be such an interesting story to tell. I think in that Bill orbit? and Katie in Steffi's orbit, yeah. Don't you think the two of them would play or, really well or with in each Katie's other? Katie's orbit. No, I'd rather I'd rather see I'd rather see something happen with Steffi and they meet and the sparks fly. Honestly, um. You know, I think Bill and Katie have a lot of story that they could tell, and there are external that there are external circumstances right now that they, that can push them into the forefront. I think most most importantly, the baby storyline is done. Push Hope, Steffi, um, Liam, Triangle to the back and tell and tell something new. And please let us know what the hell happened to Rick and Maya. That's me. Go ahead, David. Yeah. Old and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did. I said more, more yeah. diversity in story. Um, other char- other characters being shown more. Candace, go with Thomas and Hope. It's controversial, but they got amazing chemistry. And yep, get get them some help, professional help, especially Hope. For nobody to have gave getting have gave that girl some therapy. Is, is beyond ridiculous. Also, based off of this week alone, I need for Steffi to have a brain transplant and have some common <laughs> sense put into her. Um, I also feel as though, like like you said, to have a kind of a break from the Hope, Liam, and Steffi. Look, Fred, we know you listen to the show. Um, this is not 30 years ago. This is not their Brooke, Taylor, and Rich. At least with that triangle that your parents 
that they had individual character traits, individual storylines, and it wasn't always shoved in our face. They had multiple story arcs, multiple men and women in their lives. Um, I agree, more diversity, more characters. I need to know what the hell happened to Rick and Maya for them to get a divorce. Was it Amber? Was it Amber? <clears throat> was it Amber? If so, can Please. I see that story play out? Like, I'm being <laughs> honest. Like, I, I mean, I love Rick and Maya, and I think their journey to to get into where they were was good. But when you put a when you drop a bombshell like that, was it Amber? Was it? Can I would watch that triangle. I would watch that triangle. Um, yeah. I also hope that they actually I would wouldn't mind this. I actually want to see more of Quinn reverting back. To Quinn. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Mm. I don't know who this woman is. This Mary Sunshine. Um, but I think she's a member hey, of Bo- Doing a Day. So Ellie. Wait a minute. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute. I'll be honest with you. Hey, Bo, you like doing surprises, right? She's not running for anything. Bring back Sheila and bring her back as Sheila, not the coffee yeah, maid, yeah. but <laughs> Sheila. Let's go. We deserve it. We deserve the real fight between Quinn and Sheila. I get, oh my God, All I can right. imagine that scene. Let's jump replaying to, at the jump and, to and on, on, on days, I'm not sure if it's clever or not, but I can't wait. Steve is going to tell Kristen that he's Stefano. So I want to see how that's going to go. <laughs> and I think it will be interesting. And on Vincent Azari, he's coming here um, in February, and I'm trying to work a deal that I go to the event. And I'll be asking him, what's going on? <laughs> I'll be bold enough to ask, what's happening? David, Dave? Oh, jeez. I, I, see, I see something um, going on with Evan. And he had a look in his eye when mm-hmm. he wanted to do us wanted to do a security check on him. And he looked a little nervous. So he might have something to do and there there are three there are three reveals I saw that are rumored to come out. I don't know if they're true. Well, we're going to find out how what happened with Adrian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out what happened with Ben and Jordan. Mm-hmm. And I think, what is the third one I'm looking at? Oh. About the baby. The baby. Yep. Well, yeah. David, couldn't have said it better Mickey. myself. I'm just, I'm going to add one thing. I know that Allison Sweeney has already taped and will be taping again, so I hope when they bring Sammy back, it's explosive. Candace, go ahead. Well, Dave, you're bringing back Louise Thoreau back to Vivian, so we already kind of know where that's going to lead to. Um, I, um, You know what with Dave is unpredictable. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> what my predictions is for this show is that Gabby, oh, honey, we've come so far. 
but I feel as though you're about to go down once everything happens, comes out. Uh, I really need four. And oh God, I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna get it, but the fact is, Sierra, you think you know, but oh no, you don't know. You don't know, and I, I yeah. do want to see how that's gonna affect her. Um, once she finds out some things that she thought she knew, but it really isn't. And it's not that I'm picking on her. It's just she is a curiosity through and through. But however, however, she's also, you know, she she's young. She's young. What can we say? She's wet behind her ears. Um, what yeah. else do I want? Um, I don't think Jordan's dead. My prediction oh, is I'm I don't sorry. Think... A best honorable mention, real quick for days, by the way, was Crazy Claire, Crazy Claire, Crazy Claire, Crazy Claire. Oh, oh Claire. wait a minute, wait a minute. My prediction, my prediction, because I already know she's back. It's Claire. I'm the best. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see what the hell she's gonna do. Seriously. Um. Um. But yeah, I, Jordan. Is, I, to me, I don't think Jordan is. I don't think Jordan is dead. I think that was. Oh my gosh! Come on now, y'all been watching these soaps longer than I probably have. You know, I know she ain't dead. No, 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 no. Hell to no. My prediction is she's been hiding out somewhere. And this, uh, what's the what's the new guy's name? Evan. Um, I think Evan. he the the new the Evan the manly. Um, I think he yeah. knows where she is and is a spy. And I think we're also gonna find out who the baby daddy is because look, that's been a mystery too. Um. And uh, and uh, Xander's gonna be shirtless because all his shirts are gonna be burned up. Yeah, but I want to <laughs> Calm down with that. I want to uh, Let's go to poor no. Charles. <laughs> um, um, well, can I start the GH one? Yes, can I Yes, you that? most certainly can. My my prediction is everybody bow down to your queen Ava. Bow down, bitches. Sorry, I didn't say that. Ava um, Ava cast that she's just me to be. Um, there you go. I got something. Um, I my prediction is that there's going to be more Quartermains coming coming back yep, to, to the show. Um, yeah. The, the look, there's three, actually two that I really want is Scott and Lila Ray. Can we make that happen? George, you've been doing. I don't, I mean, you guys have been hush hush about casting. I don't know. Is are we getting ready for that? Um, more storytelling involving the families, and my prediction is we're going to probably get a shocking paternity twist. I don't know mm. who, but you know. Um, Stay I tuned. think someone who that we think is dead is not dead. Shocking enough, oh, I really? think that we're going to get a murder mystery who done it. Um, very soon. And I would love, love, love to see the teen scene be rocked by something really, really strong. A rape, God forgive me, but, or, like, you know, a, what did they do last summer, hit and run kind of thing. I would like to see the teen scene be thrown into something really, really strong to play off of. Um, Candace oh, came up with a good one. Too. I did. Candace came up with a good one for the teen scene. The character of Peter has run its course. It's time to go. I like Peter, but it's time to go. If what I see online as spoilers is correct, I am going to throw up. 
If they pair Anna <laughs> and Valentine together, I'm going to throw up. You David? Don't, oh, you don't want that. No. No, I don't. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, David. What do you want to see? It looked like she was softening up there. Um, let me see. Um, I think... I think Drew is not dead. I think Peter knows where he is. Okay. And um, and I think that's going to be because if they want to bring the quartermains back, I think they should find Drew. And, and I think Kim's going to come back um, carrying some uh, bread. Up in her toaster oven. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Anyone else? I wonder. Anyone else think there's going to be some bread in that toaster oven? I uh, know. Uh, I think. Uh. Oh! Well, tomorrow Liz is going to deal with Nicholas. Right. So. Wait. Did they we, said that's supposed we, to have an impact on uh, her on, reunion yeah. with Franco, so. Wait, we all forgot something. One of the best characters this last year on General Hospital. We forgot to give an honorable mention to this great talent that, I mean, every time they're on, they hit their mark. They know their lines, their placement. They don't try to overtake over from Maurice or Laura or Steve or anybody. And that's the moss in Sonny's Kitchen. Oh, um, the <laughs> I, you know, I have not seen that power, much powerful acting since Steffi and Liam's poster picture in, in, on Bone and Beautiful. So I feel as though, you know, we neglect, you know, the Moss. I think the Moss deserves an Emmy nomination when the pre-nominations come out in a few weeks. Um, yeah. So can we give a round of applause for the Moss? Because that, the Moss. I mean, to work with, with, with Laura Wright and Maurice Bernard and Steve Burton and them every day. I mean, every day I'm just waiting for that moment. And they don't take and and the moss doesn't take away from them. That's the beauty of it. It's like they know they know what they're supposed to do. It's like you, they probably only do one take one, with the moss. One take. Tell me they don't. I don't. That, nope. I see and, you know, and I mean that that is talent. That Moss has don't more try screen to take... time than most of the cast. Right. They, and they don't take, and you know, they don't do interviews. The Moss doesn't do interviews. They're private, like, oh, and that's fine. We got to kill it. We got to yep. say goodnight because we only have 90 seconds. <laughs> well, as always, viewers, um, we hope you love this show. We hope you love our opinions. We told you earlier where to find us. If you agree or disagree, you are more than welcome to hit us up on our social medias. And when, oh, as always, as we always advocate, when you are talking on Twitter on any other platform, please be respectful to the genre. Please be respectful to the actors behind these characters. And please be respectful that everybody out there has a difference of opinion and a different point of view. So be respectful to each other as well. Happy 2020. Yep. Thank you, Em. Happy 2020, everybody. See you in two weeks. Bye. Night, everybody. Have a great weekend. Get connected with Take Two Radio on Facebook or Twitter at Take Two Radio.
For email updates on future shows, follow at Blog Talk Radio. For previous episodes, upcoming guests, and more, visit Take2Radio.com.